The King of Golden Death, from Doctor Who Annual, 1968. It's as quiet as the grave out here, you two, called out Ben as he went through the open doorway of TARDIS into the darkness outside. Even as he stepped out, he came up against a hard surface and yelped in anguish as his toes stubbed on what felt like stone or marble. Polly followed him, frightened by the darkness and the dead silence. Doctor Who stayed behind for a moment to neutralise the controls of the centre panel and then he joined them. He held a flashlight in one hand and he shone it on the blank wall, facing them not two feet away. That is exactly what this is, Ben, my boy. It's a grave, or rather, a tomb. Polly gave a little shriek, and even Ben shuddered. The doctor gave a superior sort of laugh and flashed the torch up and down the wall. No need to be scared, my children, he said affably. This is a tomb, right enough, but you mustn't think of ordinary graves in here. This is one of a collection of the most famous tombs in man's long history. We have landed in Egypt, the land where men buried their kings and queens in the belief that those self-same bodies, mummified to last forever, would one day rise again. They surrounded the mummy with all the most precious things that were available. Gold, jewels, everything the king possessed almost went into the tomb with them. My dears, we have materialised inside a tomb of the pharaoh of Egypt. Ben gave a sigh of relief, and even Polly stopped looking so scared. For a moment you had me scared, grinned Ben. That's different, of course. Ancient Egypt, eh? Well, the geezers they mummified and buried in these tombs have been dead a good long time, haven't they? I mean, it's thousands of years since the ancient Egyptians did this sort of thing. It's different somehow to a body newly buried. The corpse in this tomb, said Doctor Who solemnly, has been newly laid away. You can take that from me. We've landed in ancient Egypt in the time of the ancient Egyptians, maybe three, four, five thousand years from the time in which you two will be born. Ben and Polly stared at him open-mouthed, thinking over the peculiar meaning of his last words. Ben recovered first. Here, none of that, Doctor. You can't tell what period this is now. We know that. You can never tell the period we're in when TARDIS materialises, as you call it. This time I can, grinned the Doctor impishly. This time I know. I have evidence. This tomb is intact. It has not long been broken into. In all the long history of the ancient Egyptians... Practically every tomb that has been discovered has been ransacked by tomb robbers, desecrated and robbed of all its treasures. One notable exception was the tomb of the boy king, Tutankhamun. Now, wouldn't it be most strange if we discover that lost tomb 3,000 years before Howard Carter found it in 1923? You lost me there, Doctor, objected Ben. But how can you tell anyway that this tomb hasn't been opened and robbed as you say they all were? We've only seen this one wall so far. You're right, my boy, said Doctor Who energetically. But that we can soon remedy. We shall explore this tomb, my children, and find out more about it. Dear, dear me, if only I had made a study of Egyptian hieroglyphics. Just look at those glorious paintings along there. 
Look at the colours, fresh now from the brush of the artist, and destined to be as fresh and glowing 3,000 years from now. If I could read these pictographs, I could tell which pharaoh was laid to rest here. Uh, never mind. No man can know everything, can he? Keep close to me. And don't stray. These places were constructed in a very peculiar way. There are all sorts of false passages and blind alleys to deceive the robbers who might enter. Some of the false passages have been known to empty into deep pits with sharp stakes sticking up. Who'd be a tomb robber? quipped Ben. But Polly only shuddered. She'd not spoken a word yet. A grave, she kept repeating to herself. I'm inside a grave. It might even be the inside of a pyramid, went on Doctor Who, moving cautiously along the wall, his torch flashing ahead. The air is remarkably fresh. Do you know, it wouldn't surprise me at all to discover that this tomb has only very lately been sealed up. Maybe months, or weeks, maybe days even. It's to be hoped the mummy is properly dead, said Ben, sarcastically. The way you go on, Doctor, you'll have the chap only just falling sick. Give over, will you, Doc? This place is spooky enough without you going on. Weren't you exposed to any sort of culture in your education? asked Doctor Who, sarcastically. You are at present inside the tomb of an ancient Egyptian pharaoh, a place where few people have ever been, and all you can do is scoff. Shine the light over here, Doctor, said Polly. Just look at that. It's solid gold. What is it? It looks like some sort of a carriage. A chariot, my dear, a chariot, said the Doctor, shining his torch on the object. Not quite solid gold, but there's enough gold plated onto the wood to pay a king's ransom. You know, children, I'm just beginning to think I was right when I suggested we might be in the tomb of Tutankhamun himself. I remember the accounts of its discovery and the opening. It was a smaller tomb than usual, and it was heaped with objects of fantastic value which had been the king's possessions in life. He was only a young man when he died. Just about your age, Ben. About the same height and build, too, if one can judge from what little is known about him. Here! I say, protested Ben indignantly, I don't know that I quite like being compared to a mummy. A dummy might be more correct, my boy, beamed the doctor, and Polly broke in. Now then, you two, stop bickering. Like the doctor says, Ben, this is a marvellous experience. Here we are surrounded by some of the most wonderful treasures you could imagine. No one knows we're here, and this tomb will be buried deep in the ground. We can help ourselves to all we can carry. Get into the TARDIS and hop off to some other place in time and no one will be any the wiser. Golly, Pole, marvelled Ben with a grin. You got some in there, all right. What about it, Doctor? The Doctor's face was a study. Do you have any idea what you've just suggested? He demanded truculently. I did not think I was harbouring tomb robbers. Would you think of digging up a grave and helping yourself to any valuables that might have been buried with the, um, corpse? Have you no human feelings at all? But, Doctor, said Ben, this chap's been buried for how many thousands of years, did you say? It isn't the same thing at all. You did say that all these tombs were regularly robbed. Why shouldn't we help ourselves to some of the loot? Like those incredible necklaces, whispered Polly, and those masks. They must be solid gold. Forget the whole monstrous notion, said Doctor Who sternly. 
The person entombed in here, whoever he or she is, was a living, breathing human being like ourselves. The mummy is entitled to be left to rest in peace without greedy vandals like you two stealing the few precious articles it valued in life. Few precious articles, said Ben. Why, this is a treasury. It's like Aladdin's cave. There seems to be all the gold in the world down here. They were stepping quietly through the narrow ways of the tomb, the light bobbing up and down in the confined spaces. In every corner was piled furniture and clothing, chariots, chairs, beds, cupboards, jars, boxes, all heavily plated with gold, rich enamels and jewels. There were many objects that even Doctor Who could not recognise or identify, all jumbled in corners in any vacant spot, some upside down, as if they had been crammed in in a very great hurry. Not one of them showed even the slightest evidence that they'd ever been disturbed. It is. It must be. The very tomb discovered by Howard Carter, said the doctor with satisfaction. At least, it will be discovered by him a few thousand years into the future. I remember all the stories about this tomb, and they were all borne out by what we see around us. Isn't it quiet? murmured Polly. I feel as though there are ghosts about us, the ghosts of people very long dead and haunting the place. Pooh, nonsense, scoffed Ben. Besides, it isn't all that quiet. I can hear something, can't you? Hold still, everybody, snapped the doctor. There is some sort of a sound coming from very far away and as though deadened by something. They all held their breaths and listened. By straining their ears to the utmost... They all heard it. It was like a very faint and far away knocking, as though from some great distance someone was knocking on a wall. Polly clutched hold of Ben and he clapped a hand over her mouth. Don't scream, Paul. Ben tried to grin, but it was a sickly effort. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking it's the mummy come alive again and knocking to get out. Doctor Who looked at them both angrily, and his face was working in the light of the torch. You two make me sick, he snorted, for even such an idea to cross your minds shows such colossal ignorance that I almost despair of you both. Have you no idea what the ancient Egyptians did to their dead? No knowledge of the long process of mummification that was their custom? No, Doctor, we haven't, Ben replied, licking his dry lips. But I do know that we've had just about enough of this place, and the sooner we get back to the TARDIS and clear out, the better. I'm speaking for Polly as well as myself. Let's just load up a few of the valuables and hurry out of here. Doctor Who grinned, and his face was like that of a demon in the flashlight illumination. More abysmal ignorance, Ben. Do you realise that there are guards outside this tomb, men with weapons whose one object is to kill tomb robbers? If they don't kill them on sight, the later deaths of such unlucky intruders is dreadful to think on. They wouldn't find us, replied Ben hotly. You said this place was sealed up. The noise is louder now, squeaked Polly, and she clung more tightly to Ben. It's like people digging, spades and pickaxes and so on. Nonsense, girl, rapped the doctor. If this is the tomb of Tutankhamun, it was never robbed or even tampered with until Howard Carter chanced upon it in the 20th century. 
Oh, give over all that has or will stuff, Doctor, said Ben, irritably. This is not the time or place for that stuff. The noise is louder. It looks to me as if those precious tomb robbers of yours have overpowered those guards and are breaking in. I still say we should get out of here. Doctor Who paused irresolutely. The sounds were certainly louder now. Maybe you're right, my boy, he said mildly enough. But I would dearly love to have a good look round in here before we go. This is a most historic moment for me. We can't just go without examining this place. Now here, for instance, and he tapped the wall, is the sarcophagus chamber itself. Inside this, there is another, and inside that, still another. I think there are four chambers like that, one inside the other, and right at the middle is the sarcophagus itself, containing the mummy of the dead king in its mummy case, covered with the purest of gold. The face mask alone is absolutely priceless. Like this one, Doctor, grinned Ben, and he reached down and picked up a golden face mask covered with hieroglyphics and bearing a painted representation of the face of a young man with open eyes and tranquil expression. He put it over his head, and they recoiled from him in fear. The likeness is remarkable, whispered the doctor. You could be taken for the pharaoh himself, my boy. Flattered, I'm sure, came Ben's muffled voice from inside the mask. This is what I'll take out of the tomb, Doc. This ought to be worth a bit up there in the 20th century, eh? If you could get it there, snapped the Doctor, it would be worth the ransom of several kings, but I can assure you, my boy, that I will not permit you to take it. Then Polly screamed. After that first piercing scream, she stood rigid, as though frozen in horror, pointing at the plaster wall in front of where they were standing. They both looked, and Ben gave a strangled gulp. Doctor Who snapped off the light, and they stood motionless. But before the light had gone out, they had all seen the breaks in the wall and the ends of the tools being used. Then, in the darkness, came the glint of moonlight from outside and muttered voices. The voices stopped, and so did the digging. They heard you scream, Bolly, whispered the doctor. It's tomb robbers after all. And this cannot be the tomb of Tutankhamun. I'm very disappointed about that. But all the same, it's still a marvellous opportunity. As I remember... Few of the pharaoh's tombs were found to be undisturbed. If only I knew more about those ancient times. If only I could think. Then think fast, Doctor, came Ben's muffled mutter. The digging's going on again. They've discussed it amongst themselves and they've been able to convince themselves that Paul's scream was their own imagination. Here goes back to the TARDIS for me. Who's for sailing? Wait, wait, implored Doctor Who, as Ben grabbed hold of Polly's arm and began to drag her backwards. Don't go yet. I've got an idea. A most brilliant idea. This has just got to be the very tomb of Tutankhamun. It has to be. Don't say that it matters, growled Ben. It's a tomb, and we're in it, and we want to get out. Let's get out to the stars and the galaxies. They are no colder or more lonesome than this spooky place. That's it. Spooks, said the doctor eagerly. 
These two robbers, they aren't superstitious themselves. They have to be hard villains to take up the trade. But there isn't a man, no matter how matter-of-fact or materialistic he is, who wouldn't be frightened out of his wits if he found something living in a tomb. Don't be so certain, Doc, sniffed Ben, still inside his face mask. If there's so many take to this lark of robbing the tombs of mummies, this lot will probably think it's another lot who've got in first. I don't fancy getting stuck with some of the primitive weapons these chaps will have. Even a spade or a pickaxe will be better than the weapons we have with us, which are, strictly, nil. Doctor Who appeared to be half convinced, and he took a step or two after Polly and Ben. Then he took root and refused to budge another step. You two go back, he said. I'm going to stay and see what happens. Maybe I can scare them away so that the tomb does remain undisturbed. You've made up your mind that this is the tomb of Tootin' What's-His-Name, haven't you, Doctor? Came from Ben's mask. Well, I'll make a bargain with you. You take Polly back to the TARDIS and make ready for sailing. Leave the door open for me. In return, you've got to let Polly and me take back at least a souvenir. Tisn't back, said the Doctor, irritably. I keep telling you, Ben, this is the past. If I let you take anything, it'll be forward into the future. Who cares, said Ben gaily. Take hold of Polly's hand. I have our dears too, you know. Give me that flashlight, Doctor. You can feel your way back all right. There's not enough room inside here to take any wrong turnings. I won't be long. If I'm right, it'll take me about five minutes. What do you intend to do, my boy? asked the Doctor curiously. He handed over the torch and Ben flashed it upwards onto the gold face mask he wore. He had poked holes with his finger through the thin gold over the eyes and his own eyes glinting through the gold mask showed evident life. The effect was terrifying and the doctor gave a sickly sort of laugh. Ben turned towards the breaks in the plaster wall. He saw naked feet coming through, first one head and then another. With the torch still flashing up onto the mask, he let out a quite respectable hollow moan. The two men, half-naked, stared up at the apparition in horror. Their mouths opened and two frightful screeches issued from them. The heads disappeared and then the feet. There was a sound of earth falling and then rocks roaring down outside. Ben turned and made his way back towards the TARDIS. He took off the heavy mask as he ran, for he felt intolerably hot with it over his head. He gained the doorway of the TARDIS and he looked down at the golden thing in his hand. No, he couldn't take it, could he? The doctor was right. This was the tomb of a young man not long dead. Doctor Who had said himself that Ben bore a remarkable resemblance to the dead pharaoh. That in itself was something to treasure. He threw the thing down and stepped inside. Batten the hatches, Doc, he said merrily. Up anchor and away. Let's get where the stars are. This still could be the tomb of your old tut chum, Doc. When those villains scarpered, there was a most unholy rockfall outside. I'd say this tomb just could remain undiscovered until the 20th century.
End of disc one.